Hey everyone, I want to give you a pro tip about becoming an Alice Lane Insider. It's free to sign up. You go to alicelanehome.com, scroll about halfway down the page. There's a button to join. When you do, you'll get exclusive discounts, early access to sales, styling tips from Jess, and more. We're even announcing an exclusive giveaway for insiders in the month of November, so stay tuned for that. So hurry, go to alicelanehome.com and sign up to be an Alice Lane Insider. Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today we have a treat. We've got Oscar Yagwe with us from Made Goods. That is an amazing brand that is probably one of our favorites at High Point. Um, It's one of our vendors that we buy from, and I describe it as like the celestial kingdom. It's the most beautiful things on earth and somehow Oscar has sourced these things, created them. And I thought you guys would find so much inspiration in seeing or understanding more about his backstory, but also one of our most memorable experiences at High Point has been going to one of the parties that Oscar threw. They opened a brand new building and he threw this most amazing dinner in the basement of it. The building is an old bank. Anyway, we want Oscar to teach us how to entertain better and give us all of his tips and tricks. So with that, welcome, Oscar. We're so happy to have you here and to tell your story to us and teach us all your tricks. Perfect. I'll try to do my best. I'm really happy to to be here with you guys. Thank you. Awesome. So um, do you want to talk about a little bit about the article at Arc Digest, Sue? Yeah, there is an article. If you guys want to know more and like read and read in slow motion and digest all the information, there's an article that Arc Digest released on Oscar. And it was really telling because it does kind of give his backstory. He's he's quite fascinating when you meet when we when I first met Oscar, I think. Did we meet him at the same time in 2019? Yeah. Anyway, just so warm. And so understanding like kind of where he's from and what he's built, um, he and Oscar, I, I feel like I should like give you the floor because it goes into deep. He's from Barcelona. And to that, I want to hand you the mic a little bit to just kind of tell sure. us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you're at with made goods and things. Cause I know that there's always a lot of a lot of pit stops and passion. Yeah, absolutely. Careers like this. Yep. Born in Barcelona and love brought me to the States. Love that it still keeps happening and it, it's working. Um, somehow I would say, no, I, I don't want to move to the U.S., but somehow it was strong enough for me to, you know, break that rule and move here. When I moved to the States, um, I ended up at um, at the office of the president of anthropology those days, Glenn Seng. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were talking and somehow I wanted to do an import business. I'm always like to do my own businesses, start things. And then he said, instead of starting your own business that you don't know much about it, how it works here in the States, why don't you come here, do an internship with us and see how it goes. And sure, I'm always open to anything. And that's how I ended up happening. I became an intern in the home department of anthropology. We're going back 
more than 20 years ago now. So that at, at that time that the store was flourishing, was starting, I think they were opening the store number 13 or 14, something like that. It was really um, fresh concept. It was young. It was anything was good. It, no matter what you did, the customer reacted extremely well to it. But also was a time of discovery. All of a sudden, that was an apparel company with a home section, and it was uh, they gave us the opportunity of the few people that we were in the home team to travel the world, travel the country, do whatever we wanted to do. A really important thing was always that I was kind of like forced, per se, to buy things that were always aspirational. Things that our customers maybe did not understood, but as the trends kept evolving, they understood. Things that they were too expensive that they could not afford, but with time and training, they understood the value of those things and they were, and then they, they would end up buying. So it was, it was, you know, when you are in a, in a big company, you, you are not allowed to do any of that. The, every dollar counts. In those days, the, it was a joy to buy because you could buy everything you wanted and on top of that, if it did, if it, it didn't sell hundred percent, it was okay, because it was all about that 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 store was breathing aspirational, it was breathing inspiring, it was it was all about transmitting uh, feelings, emotions. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like how I was trained, and and with that, you know, nine years later, you know, the intern became an assistant buyer, then became a buyer. Then the home team went from three, four people to 10, to 20, to 30. You know, it's an organic growth that company kept growing. So one day I saw myself, you know, in the middle of this big company nine years later. But, you know, as always in life, the, the, I, we had the second kid by then. We have Lucas and Thomas. Now they are 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. And it was time. I love Philadelphia. But I'm born in Barcelona. I need nice weather all year round. Shoveling in snow does not look good on me. <laughs> and I decided to move to California. Me neither. <laughs> I hate shoveling snow. <laughs> no, and, and I love snow, but it, it's not in my blood. It's just I can. <laughs> and, and then at some point, you know, Thomas was my youngest, was born, he was two months old. We decided to move to Los Angeles. Um, my partner got supposedly a really good job in, in LA. So I'm like, okay, so let's go and try. I'm just saying supposedly because then later on, two years later, I stole him and brought him back into my goods because I needed him. Nice. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, I recruit at home, which this is the best thing ever. <laughs> um, so as I was moving to LA, I kept thinking, what can I do? And one thing that when I was a buyer, we could never find were mirrors. Cheap or expensive mirrors were always an afterthought for every single other company. There were there was a frame company and they did picture frames and all of a sudden they did one mirror that it was just a giant picture frame. Or you had a furniture company that they always did the famous mirror that goes over the buffet, kind of like the 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 suite, the collection. Mm -hmm. So I remember one day I told my my husband I said, "What if we have a mirror company?" And I always have the thought that, um, or, or the belief that we all have always in everything we do and everything we buy, let's take it to a, a more basic gram. If you want to buy a t-shirt and I give you 10 minutes to buy a t-shirt, you're going to go to 
one, two, three companies. The fourth and the fifth, you're not going to know where to go anymore. You know, there's always option one, two, and third. They may keep changing, but those are your first three choices. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, I want to be one of those three choices in mirrors. Mm -hmm. I want to be a niche. I don't want to sell to everybody. I just want to build a niche, do a good job, but make sure that when people want to buy a mirror, they come to us. Mm -hmm. My husband kind of like looked at me and said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and little that I know, I'm jumping on a plane. I'm going to India and the Philippines. I'm sitting in the floor as always did for anthropology, designing for, uh, designing for myself. And in 09, we started the, we launched the collection in the New York gift show for the first time. It was an awful year for a lot of people. There were financial crises back then. Yep. But for us, I would say it was our best year. Yeah, we, we opened in 2008. So, so, so you understand. Totally, we totally get the, the climate that was, that was 2008, 2009. Um, when you, you guys were also, yeah, you were 2009. I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we first saw you in the Las Vegas market in probably 2009 or 10. And yeah, it was a smaller probably. booth and it was all mirrors. And the first yeah. mirror was that one with the great big shells mm. that kind of come yeah. at you. And I was like, what is yeah. this? It's like heaven just dropped out and hung on this wall. And I couldn't even explain it. And the price didn't even matter because I had never seen anything like that in my, what is that big pinkish purpley shell? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Venus. It's a shell um, that it comes in really, it's it's a big shell that then we mold it in a shape. And now we're doing a couple of different finishes, all in within the natural finish of the shell. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's a beautiful piece. How did it's you even that. discover that Venus shell? Well, that I guess for me, what I like to do, I like materials. That's where everything starts with me. I don't design with a drawing. I go first with a material. And when I find the material, uh -huh. I start making the things. Once I have a material, I need to decide where is this going to go? Yeah. Where are you going to use this piece? Are you going to use it in a living room, in a bathroom, in a bedroom, over the fireplace? And once I have the utility for that piece, it's when I do the proportions and the dimension. Because you can design many things that they're not going to end up in, in homes because it's too big, too small, not the right proportion. So for me, first is always the material. And once I have the material in my hands and I feel it's something new, something that the market hasn't seen, something that, that you know, it's going to make people think or touch or, you know, because I'm always all about tactile. You have to touch things. Um, then... I decide where it goes and design the piece for it. And that shell to me, it screams, I'm a mirror, look at me. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I love it. It's one of the me. most beautiful things I've ever seen. And that's when I think of made goods, depending on the client we're working with and those people that appreciate the really fine, fine details you put into things. We just think it's got, it's got to be for made goods for them. You know, they would love it. They would appreciate it. It's magical. It's magnificent. It's more than any other mirror could be. And there's so many special projects that, you know, that we've been able to use made goods for, um, whether it be a garden stool or something outdoor. Um, I live with your outdoor chairs today and um, we just, we just love, you guys have obviously gotten outside of mirrors. And I mean, we yes. think when we think of made goods now, we think of every single, every single category 
But um, it's just amazing to see what you guys have been able to build and grow. I didn't mean to cut you off from your story. I was just Ooh. like, oh my gosh, the mirrors. Yes, he did mirrors in like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, these are th- or like a 15, you know? So yeah, you guys came out of the rocket just doing the best thing. It's not even like you were you were okay and then you got good and then you went to great. You guys started really great in Excellent. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it's really important when we started I decided, so a, fr- a really good friend of mine told me, you can always go down, you can never go up. Mm-hmm. And they told me, start with your best foot forward. And, and with all the years of anthropology, it was all about put all the quality. Mm-hmm. Our customers, there's an obsession in the market about, about being price sensitive or, or, I don't know, cheap or there is a whole level of customers. They don't want cheap. What they want is good quality. They want a mirror that has the front, the sides, the back nicely finished. Mm-hmm. Things that they are nicely made. Mm-hmm. And somehow that's, that's, that, that has paid the, you know, that's what people want. And our customer reacts to that really well. I think there is one thing that we don't understand that it's, that it's there. Is when you touch something, is what do you feel? Do you feel that it's hollow? Do you feel that it's too light? There is a weight that things need to have mm-hmm. to make them feel like sturdy, strong. Um, there And there's a perception. It's really hard to explain to people. We're going to talk about glassware probably later on. But for me, a glass that it's too light, unless it's that super thin glass, mm-hmm. kind of like I'm afraid it's going to break in, in, in as I'm holding it. Mm-hmm. So for me, we weighted we weight every single glass. So it's like the 250 grams up to 300 grams. And if you are below that weight, you're not part of our collection. We need to make, you know, you're rejected in a way, because I think that weight and the touch and the feel when you're touching a, a nightstand, your fingers also are touching the, 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 the bottom of the nightstand. What's in there, you know, has to be finished. So I think the, there's a lot of sensations that we, when we walk into a room and you say this room feels good, it feels good for a lot of thing, ways that we can measure, but there's lots of things that we cannot measure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where we went. And that's, that's where I like, you know, it's try to do things that people cannot really tell me why, because that's one of the biggest compliments that when they get it, they say, we like it better than when we saw it in the catalog. Or yeah, in the, for the sure. Website. Yeah. It's un, it's hard to even describe the beauty and the magnificence and um, sort of the visual weight that you're talking about and the quality that you've put into these because nobody else does it in the marketplace. So it's it's also what makes it such a rare bird um, of a thing. And it's been so fun to see your line grow. Um, not only did you guys do made goods, but then you started in 2012, Pigeon and Poodle. Yeah. Tell yeah. the people what that um, caused you to create that and what it is. Well, Pigeon Poodle, it just, and, and probably it's how everything else started from the mirrors. Mm-hmm. People will come to me and they say, I need boxes. And then the next collection, I'm like, well, if you need boxes, maybe other people need boxes. Then I need boxes. And I remember there was one time that this customer was working in a really small boutique hotel and said, I cannot find good bath, good bath accessories. And I'm like, sure, I can do it, you know, because, yeah, we do it. We just go, we make it, we make the molds. And, and we once you have the materials, how we shape them, it's, you know, so we, we did it. And I did, I remember I did 
like nine or 10 collections and I had them in a closet behind my office in a really small office that we were like in year four or fifth. And I remember one day that I opened the door of the closet, I turned to Chris and I said, Chris, I think we have a company in the closet right now. <laughs> we have a bath, a bath company. And, 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 and Chris kind of like looked at me. And, and also for me, that was the solution of having like all these molds. I call them as molds, like picture frames, baskets, and all these, mm-hmm. like, like more like what it's used to decorate a room more than the main pieces. And and we launched Pigeon Poodle again with 20 collections. We thought, let's see what happens. And all of a sudden, there is there was a huge void in the market for that. Amazing. That's there, so cool. That was such a niche too, because like nobody, we that's still the only place we go to for bath collections because people want that, especially for a full experience and trying to finish a home. It is down to all the details. If you're doing something lovely in all the other rooms, why would you like skip out in those well, yeah. And, and, and a bathroom, I'm sure you guys, the budget for a bathroom, it's quite, it's sizable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put some marble and nice vanities and nice things, so you're spending a lot of money. And then you, you leave the all that and you don't decorate it. You don't, you don't dress it up. You don't accessories, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's really important. Now I have to say it's a really hard company. Uh, it's a really it's really hard to keep it in inventory all the time the way we do it mm-hmm. because there's so many components that it's not easy, but we somehow find a way to do it. And, you know, here we are. Yeah. We're grateful. And to make things yeah. more complex in 2015, you decided to start yeah, another company within the line. Do you want to tell them yeah. about Blue Pheasant? Well, that came Blue Pheasant. Um, the truth is that since I work for anthropology, one of the areas I, I did, I bought all the hard goods for anthropology, from chandeliers to hardware to books, desk accessories, picture frames, lighting, garden accessories. But I never touched the the entertaining part, the the glassware and flatware and all of that. But I love to entertain. If I could, my whole house will be full of dishes. I love it. <laughs> and probably I will need a second house for more dishes. <laughs> and, and it's a constant fight of how many dishes can we have? How many dish sets can we use every day, every waking at home? Um, do you lie but, to, do you lie to your husband and you tell him that you do you hide things? Do you hide dishes places to get more in there? I don't hide them. They just show up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's expected. Yeah. He knows. He knows who he married. He knows they got into. I'm just wondering what I, how, how to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm the guy that went to when we used to be able to travel with heavy suitcases. I'm the guy that went to Portugal and and came back with a, a full set of glassware from Portugal of oh, like amazing. 14 cups of every wine. Red wine, water, tumblers, eyeballs, you know, the, I keep, I keep buying over and over. And I think there's, there's never enough dishes you can have at home. I think, oh, I think every, every meal needs a different dish. So basically, I love, I love him so much. Every meal, every meal needs a different dish. That's amazing. That is a sound bite. I love that. So How many much. cupboards do you have at home full of dishes? Not enough. <laughs> Not I know, enough. like, I bet your party pantry is incredible. I don't yeah. know. Do you yes. have a party pantry? I have a party pantry. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And that party <laughs> pantry has to be, I have two or three different sets of dishes. I like to entertain uh-huh. small groups and large groups. And uh, there's, I feel there's, 
to have people at home and give them an experience that nowadays not it's not usual that people entertain the way you know the way used to be um i think that's a beautiful thing and for me it's just to see their faces when people see like a nice table a nice setting table setting the table for me is super important mm -hmm. you know the food looks 10 times better and yummier and and everything tastes good when the table looks nice around you you well, know i said to suzanne at that party that you threw in the bottom of the bank i was like yeah. I think he is real dishes for all of us. Like there were so many people and I know you threw more than one dinner. I was like, that, I don't think he used paper products. Like they didn't throw away the plates. They would have had to have washed every dish. And she was like, yeah, no, it was real dishes. And so, I, yeah, that's I, amazing. I'm a, I'm a real dish guy. Yeah. I, love paper that. Plates, I respect the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to revolutionize it by making him prettier. So there you go. There's another. There's another business. Yes, but but the things that the experience of eating in a real plate, holding a knife and a fork with a proper weight, well balanced, mm -hmm. drinking out of proper glassware, it's part of the experience. And again, it's that thing that people doesn't understand because they go to all the way to do great meals, but then they fail to set up the table properly mm -hmm. and 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 even melamine outdoor i know melamine we love melamine outdoor in the garden <laughs> i have a hard time with it i have yeah. a hard time with it okay. i have melamine i have a set of melamine in case people comes and they have kids but i never end up using it i always end up putting some old china or some things that you know i bought in an auction and then you know people likes it better that's yeah. that's yeah for that, sure they do like it for it the people yeah. it's oscar you also had name tags at the party again that's a lot of work i think it, the dinner experience at the bank we always go back and forth there's lots of people that rather have a party for 300 or I'd rather have a, a dinner for 50. I think it's more important to meet 49 people than to walk around 300 that you're never going to get to talk. For us, it's more meaningful when you sit and I hear your voices. I hear who you are. What do you do? What is your business? And because that, that's what I like. I don't like big groups. I like I like a small. And then therefore, I think it's really important the seating arrangements. Mm -hmm. And here goes the naming. When it's a group more than twelve people, I need name cards mm -hmm. always yeah. because you you when 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 you host or when I host, the menu has to be what is people gonna like the most. Mm -hmm. Like for us, High Point, it's a place where it's not set up for entertaining 80,000 people. Not definitely we entertain 80,000. We always entertain 50 every night. But you need to give them the type of food that they need. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, cannot be a heavy meal, it has to be a little bit light, uh, but but warm and, and family style. And, and for me, it's all this, you're setting the table, you make them feel at home, the way everybody relaxes. And then is when normal people comes to talk and you realize that this industry is full of amazing people with greatest stories. And 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 that's what we wanna hear. It's not just pure business. We don't do those dinners purely to sell. I don't think there's a sell speech or any of that because mm -hmm. I, I don't like it. We're not that way. It's more, it's a thank you. It's a, it's welcome to our home. And that's, 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 
I mean, we're here to spend tonight with you and, and serve you a meal. That's, you know, that's how we do it. That's how we felt at that dinner. We were just like, this is the most beautiful, generous experience we've had. And we did finally feel like home. And I feel like our shoulders all relaxed and the lighting was low. And I even remember going to use the restroom and washing my hands and you had tatine soap. And the rest of the night I was like smelling my hands. Like, what is this? I remember taking a picture of the bottle and now we carry tatine soap because being able to smell that beautiful after washing your hands is also a gorgeous experience. Just the whole thing, the whole, you guys did the entire thing from soup to nuts. You know, we had this, the, our table cards, we knew where to sit. I feel like there's something too about that's insulting to your intelligence when you don't know what to do when you're in a strange place and you guys made everybody a home Mm -hmm. and you served us and it was just such a gorgeous experience. And we wondered if in this podcast, if you could sort of share some of that with us, because we're you know, everybody's going to be going to Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks and, or hosting Thanksgiving. And I feel like we could all learn at your feet, Oscar, for you to teach us, um, you know, how to uh, set the table, how, how to entertain start? people that are scared, maybe of entertaining, like maybe some thought work that would make it seem easier to them. I think you have to think who's coming tonight mm-hmm. and you have to think who's coming Who's that person? What that person likes? Who can that person sit next to it that doesn't know yet? Mm-hmm. But by the end of the dinner, they're going to be like, you know what? That person was really cool. was really nice. Has a lot of experience. And everybody has experiences to share. Our nature is that when you are placed in a, in a room and you have to choose where you're going to sit, you're always going to sit with the people you know. Mm-hmm. But that cuts the experience of learning, of talking. And, and sometimes you have to, we need to take people out of the comfort zones and, and see them in places where they're random, where it's okay, you're going to learn and, and you need to relate to other people and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's why when the group gets more than 12, 14 people, I really recommend seeing people and, and, and not, I like to break the couples. You don't normally don't see them together, but they see them one in front of each other, but in the, in diagonal. So in case you need, you, you know, it's not that your partner is far away. It's in diagonal in case you need help you, or you can cross, you can, you can change eyesight. And then, you know, there's a complicity going on, but we are here to learn, to learn from ourselves, to learn from the people sitting next to us. So for me, that's why it's really important always to mix people slightly. You work with your group in a, in our dinners, mm-hmm. but you were also next to people that you never knew. Yeah. But but we thought that people is a good match, maybe because they're your territory, maybe because they have a great business like yours in another part of the country and you can learn from each other, you know? Yeah. That's so thoughtful. I love knowing, I love knowing that even for the Thanksgiving table to like split up the couples, put them diagonally, put other people next to them. It's going to be a more dynamic dinner because we talk to our people all the time. So and dinner won't feel as special or as interesting if we just sit with our own families. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's talk about um, making it easy. Should we talk about Thanksgiving? Cause it's coming up. And I feel like the people would love to know that. So let's just pretend for a minute that everybody listening is hosting Thanksgiving. Um, what are the things that they could do to make this meal more interesting? Do you have like something that you do in advance? Like, um, as far as like, do you do hors d'oeuvres or do you just do the big meal? We normally do the big meal. 
Mm-hmm. And it's all about what I find out of uh, if you do appetizers is that sometimes people get full with all of them and then they, 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 they there's no time for the turkey. There's 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 no space. Right. So we go straight into into the meal. Now, this is all about planning. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'm I'm a believer in list. I write what are we cooking? Mm-hmm. And next to it, it's where it's not next week I write it, but at least I start pulling the trays where I'm going to serve it. Mm. And, and and if the table is more than, we normally go from 12 to maybe 18 people. If it's 18 people, I have to, I try to have two trays of the same thing, one in each side of the table. Because then, you know, there's no, you don't want 18 people passing around one tray. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you have to divide it in, in, in a way. If it's a eight people, 10 people, it's okay. More than that, it, it makes it really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's all about, okay, what trays I'm going to use? What platters? What uh, Do I need two of that? Do I have two of those? And then you look what serving tools do you have. And, and if you don't have enough, then it's going to be a mix and match table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's okay. Mix and matching is good. You just have to make sure that you're going full way mix and matching mm-hmm. and, and different serving trays, round ovals and all this type of things. Mm-hmm. And for the meal, we keep it really traditional, but we try always to add a twist. You know, cranberry sauces are great, but there's a great recipe out there. Um, that they, they have like um, orange and cranberry sauces and you know that they, it's not like the the traditional is always good but to give it a twist it's always interesting well, at least a few of the dishes every year should be new recipes mm-hmm. like i'm okay that. going I'm, I'm okay going with the safe recipes but don't use them every single year the same try try to add one or two new ones mm-hmm. try to yeah. surprise everybody Here's a question. When you do, you're setting out your platters, you're figuring out what, like how big your party is, how many platters you need of what. Um, When it comes to like the additional tablescaping, do you use, I'd love to know, like, how do you, how do you go about that? You know, is there, are there candles or do you do foliage? Do you always have a tablecloth? Like, what does that look like? Well, Thanksgiving is a tricky meal. Because, yes, I agree there should be candles and there should be foliage. Mm -hmm. But when you are sitting at the table, some of that, the foliage probably, or or some of the candles need to be removed. Mm -hmm. Because Thanksgiving, it's a a meal. Precisely Thanksgiving has a lot of dishes, Mm -hmm. a lot of side dishes, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the turkey. So really, sometimes some meals they lend themselves to have more decoration in the middle. The Thanksgiving, it's okay that you make it really pretty, but there's going to be a moment before starting when everybody's sitting that there's, is the moment to take a few things out. Because mm-hmm. okay. then if not, the table becomes really crowded and then it's it's not easy for people to pass things around. So that's why for me, yes, set the table, foliage, of course, candles, of course, mandatory, you know, and probably what I normally leave at the table for Thanksgiving, it's just a few hurricanes with candles burning. Mm. Mm, Nice. I like that. And then the foliage comes out. That's great. There's a non-Thanksgiving question. Like for any other party, do you usually like, obviously when we were there, it was like plated and brought to us. Like, is that uh, often a thing or do you ever do like a, not a buffet is going to sound so cheap in this beautiful conversation. 
<laughs> but when you do have like a group of people, does that, is that everything in like your repertoire? Like self-serve? Kind of self-serve mm-hmm. or yes. so you can have a pretty tablescape or how, how would yeah. you sort that out if you have a, a really large family? When I've done a buffet, mm-hmm. I find that let's go, if we're going to go casual, let's do it casual. Mm-hmm. And then is when I do probably in May, we normally host a party at home that then we put five or seven farm tables so there is skinny tables. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you cannot really, when when a farm table, you know, it's like 24 inches wide. Mm-hmm. So really, you cannot put food in the middle. Mm-mm. Now, great for conversation. So for the school parent ho- parties and things like that, those tables are great. Because the tables, you are so close to each other you, that you can talk with the person in front of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our normal standard tables nowadays, they're 42 inches 42 inches wide. Mm-hmm. When it's a little bit noisy, it's hard to talk to the person in front of you. You can talk to the people next to you. Mm-hmm. But when you have like a farm table, then you can start talking. And then, but then there's no space for the food. Mm-hmm. So then we're going to go to the buffet. Then what do I do? Then the table becomes bring the colorful glassware, mix three or four colors, bring a nice solid white uh, linen napkin, put like a gold flatware, dress it up simply, and then do all, all the buffet style. And in there, again, that's the table that you want to super dress. That's the table that gets all the foliage, all the candles. And still, I think it's nice. I mean, I'm not against the buffet style meals. It, it's a complete different vibe. It's a different, it's a different entertaining. And, and sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. So Oscar, when you buy dishes, um, I'm sure if it's a, at a, um, at a, uh, what do they call it? An auction. <laughs> yeah. Then you're just yeah. buying whatever is available. But if you get to choose the quantity that you buy, are you buying enough for a party or are you buying just enough for your family? How many dishes okay. do you buy at a time? Okay. My secret number is 16. Okay. So you said like 60. It. I'm like, you go, Oscar. You are, <laughs> no. you're a well, party animal. 16 is still well, generous. So yeah. most people would only buy 12 eight or, or 12. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel that you have to think that one bl- one plate it's gonna break, sure. or two it's gonna break every two years. Yeah. So really, if you buy kids 12, three, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> if you buy twelve or eight, that said, it's broken immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I always try and tend to go like sixteen. Uh huh. Like yes, I have done. I have done the sixty and the eighty. I have said that I have sixty and eighty because when you have that party, it's beautiful when you have God, all the plates so much fun i want to you must have a storage <laughs> unit or something i, I want a video tour can we get a video tour next time yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. how many sets of dishes do you think you have 16 probably at home that we use that we use at Fantastic. any given time probably we are we alternate between five or six do you use a dishwasher or do you wash everything by hand is washer. We're in 2022. Let's be practical. I just didn't know. You're very romantic. So I can I see you just wash Children, wash them and dry them. Yeah. Polish them, please. But even, even the plates with the gold trimmings and all of that, I think they're beautiful when they're a little bit like uh-huh. the gold wears off a little bit. Patina. Yeah. You know, that patina, I think it's beautiful. So that's why I'm not afraid to put things under this washer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and it's it's fine. And and then when we when the kids set the table at home, one of the questions is what plates do we use today? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then I let the kids choose what plates we're yeah. going to do. They set the table every night and every night there's different plates. That's you awesome. know, yeah. you can go the blue, you can have the red, you can have the ones with the gold trimming, you can have the, the Marcus plates that we, with the salt glaze. You know, it's all about changing. And, 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 and you know, when I see people at home in, in my friends' homes that they use, they have one plate setting. I'm like, oh, we need to help them. We need to get <laughs> a second set. That's the second set we'll do. Better way to live. Oscar, what that. did you do when you were a kid? Did you have a job? Did or what what influenced you to love this beautiful life of yours? Yeah, well, I always liked entertaining. I always liked to Did your parents love entertaining? Is that kind of where it came from? My my mom was a great cook. And she really liked to entertain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I always grew up with that. I, I think kind of like my dad, my mom was the food department and my dad was the beverage department. Mm-hmm. And, and between the two of them, they always had things coming up from that kitchen all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, entertaining when uh, in my first apartment, when I was really young, and it was always about bringing people together. I always like to share things with my friends mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i like my friends to meet all my friends to meet to each other you know from different sections from different areas bring them home and have a, a celebration I, I think i think that's that's i don't know it's, it's one of the good things that we have that we have a lot of things to share and you know why not I always like to do that. And then I always like what I'm going to serve and who's coming and what are they going to like? What, what, you know, I'm always thinking because when you entertain, you should not be thinking, what do I like to eat? It's what will people want to eat? Mm-hmm. What is what is going to be a new thing for people that they never ate before? Mm-hmm. Or what's going to be a new experience? It's not, I'm going to make a party for myself. When you do one, when you entertain, you should be entertaining for the other people. Um, and and do something for fantastic. them. What's your philosophy about dessert? Always. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I mean, too. I love it. Do you like? Being, do you like eat it like an hour later, or do you eat it right after dinner? And how? How? Yeah, yes, I know. Your you, favorite dessert too. I I know. I I never. I know, especially in Thanksgiving, uh-huh. a lot of people here, I know that they take a break and they go back for dessert. Uh-huh. Um, I was born in uh, in Barcelona. Uh-huh. Meal in Barcelona, they last four hours, five hours. You're still at the table. Yes, exactly. You are still at the table. Uh-huh. When my husband comes home, when we go to Barcelona and it's 5 p.m. and we're still at the table, he's always like, what happened? We're still at the table. Uh-huh. But I think it's really good. For me, I like to continue its appetizers. Then you go into, into um, a salad or something like that. Then you go into the entree and then you go straight into dessert. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to wait. Uh-huh. Uh, me neither. I, then, you know, and then coffee in between. And that's fine. Uh-huh. Why I don't, I don't, that break of one hour, um, I feel like I want to take a nap and then everybody disconnects from the meal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And then you have to go around the house. When I've been in places, when I've been in, in, in Thanksgiving for the people, they do it that way. I feel then when it's the, 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 the pumpkin pie time, they have to go and find the whole family around the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. 
or they just eat it on their own and it kind of yeah. ruins the event of no celebration. togetherness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Totally. Okay. Um, one question we have is what are the key things to have on hand for a party at any time, large, mill or small? Ooh. Key on things. Yeah. Them. Just dishes probably for you, huh? So yeah, for me, yeah. for me, it's dishes, glassware, uh-huh. uh, uh, drinks. Mm-hmm. Please don't let the water jug be empty of the table. Oh, I like that. There, there's nothing worse than people wanting to drink water and not having water at the table. The glasses, the idea, my idea is that every glass should always have like literally like a quarter of an inch of 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 something in the glasses. Mm-hmm. Don't let people, listen, I don't want to get people drunk in my parties, mm-hmm. but I want them to drink as much as they want mm-hmm. without thinking that they have to keep asking and reaching out for the bottle. Mm-hmm. Always keep an eye. I always like to keep an eye on everybody's glasses and see people's needs. I think that's, you go to weddings, you go to many places, and, and that's one of the things that people is always waiting with an empty glass and they don't know and they're thirsty. Always, always look and you you should always have one ice bucket with two sparkling waters mm-hmm. and then two jugs of water with ice in the table. And they should always be full. And by the end of the meal, they should be full as well. Okay. It's okay. That's great advice. Fantastic. I love that. Um, let's see. What else do we want to ask Oscar? Do you have a favorite playlist you play during parties? Do you play music? Always. Yeah, always. Um, I, there is one band here in the in the in the that they're from Portland, Pink Martini. Oh yeah, uh, Pink Martini. I love Pink Martini. I can play Pink Martini, and then from there, uh, Spotify connects with all Carla Bruni from pr- uh, French singer, mm-hmm. and you can keep connecting to all these singers that they are great. I think the music should be part of the meal, should not overpower the meal. I like okay. that philosophy. And then scent, probably scentless candles, because the food should be the only thing you smell, right? In the kitchen and in the living room, yes. But the rest of the house should have a scent. Mm. I like that. The rest of the house, I love the the scent oils, the, the stickers, the, the ones who put the, the bamboo um, things, oh. and, and they release the scent. Diffusers, the, yes. The there we go. Oh, Thank we didn't you. talk yes. about, we didn't talk about Takasi. Yeah. Will you tell, there's tell there's the people a lot of about, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about, is that what you said? No, there's a lot of things to talk about. Oh, yeah. no. So um, you guys came out with Takasi. I guess that's been your final company, um, little brand within Made Goods, which is Scent. Yeah which yes. tells me you're passionate about it if you have it there. So talk well, a little bit about Tukasi before we ask you your I, final question. I think is where we're talking. It's all the senses mm-hmm. to walk into a home. Where are you going to smell? You have to smell something. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's, it's part of the experience. It's when you walk into a store that it's really well appointed, there's always a scent mm-hmm. and it may be, you know, sometimes it's not your, 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 your liking, but it's something that comes to your hands when you use a soap and there's, you feel at home. Mm-hmm. So for me, when you walk into, I think diffusers are really important. More than candles, candles release the scent when they're burning. But for me, diffusers, to have one diffuser in every room. And then in my case, I like to have always the same scent through the whole house. Mm-hmm. Because if you put different diffusers in each room, I feel it's 
or maybe or maybe you can do that you have in your private rooms one diffuser that you like but then in the public spaces you have the same mm -hmm. scent mm -hmm. so it carries to the whole house yeah what's your current scent oscar um it's ocean breeze it's like an orange it has an, an orange tone mm -hmm. it's really Mediterranean. it's really like um italian you know um it's it's fresh but it's it makes me feel like it's september in italy and ah, and, and, love that. You know, and that makes me feel really good about it mm -hmm. good about that i love it do you guys travel a lot i imagine we we have to. We, yeah. we love. We love traveling. I think. I think everything we do. It's all about experiences and traveling, mm -hmm. and seeing new places and seeing old places that we like to see again and again, mm -hmm. and and seeing different you know things all the time. Probably eating different foods too. That probably really all, is enjoyable. all the time. Yeah, I know. Yes, what, yes. what was the most memorable meal you've ever had? Like experience. You're just like they did it right. I know you're always the party thrower, so I was just curious. Like, no, no, but but there's 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 great meals out there. I think it's all about the experience, and you know, uh, listen, I was in India two weeks ago, and I went to this little hotel. It's only eight rooms. I was the only guest, and the guy came to me and said, "What do you want to eat?" And 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 I have to be really careful when I eat in India, and I explained, "Let's not make it too spicy." he made me the most magical meal because all of a sudden you are eating in this Majorja room with those high ceilings, super well decorated, but well decorated from the 1930s, 1940s, mm -hmm. like time, time hasn't passed. And they brought me that meal. It felt like the best meal ever. Uh, I, I saw myself in that meal thinking, I want to have that tomorrow. Uh -huh. and the day after and next week and every day and probably the meal itself you know they did the lentils they did the tomato sauce with the onions they did the rice they did some basic chicken in the grill with some spices at the whole ambience and that's what it's entertaining the whole setting the way they're served they serve the food the 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 also the the way they serve the food the, the respect the the it was perfect mm -hmm. so i cannot wait to go back <laughs> oh that's magical um okay yeah. final question that we ask all the guests that come on the podcast is how do you define luxury uh interesting question mm. luxury to me is what elevates an experience but you cannot tell where it is mm. i for me, luxury, it's not gold. It's not gilding things. It's not, it's when you walk into a, a wedding or a room and every single detail has been taken care, mm -hmm. but you don't really notice it right away. You just notice it when you start using things mm -hmm. and all of a sudden everything is in the right place. When you need the a knife for the for the butter, a knife for the butter is there. There's a place for the butter. When you know, it's it, but it's it's luxury for me is when somebody thinks what I'm gonna need in the next steps. Mm -hmm. I love that. It, 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 it's a really subtle luxury. It's not for me. It's not gilded. It's not rhinestones. You know, or or or, or a glitzy luxury. It's more. It's about about walking into a room and smelling a smell, the a, a, a music, 
playing um you know the plate settings are great and and you just don't know what it is but you feel you feel important you feel you want to be there mm. uh, that's that. mm. great answer Amen. i love it so much if you guys want to check out made goods that's oscar's brand he has an instagram account it's made goods plural on the end um or do you guys have a website or is that just password protected for the trade no, but it, it, um, customers can see, anybody can see they all the collection. Okay. Yeah. From all the companies. So yeah. Is it madegoods.com? Yep. It's madegoods.com or bluefazon.com or pigeonpool.com or tukati.com. <laughs> I love it. Can't wait to see what you do next. I know. <laughs> I feel like this is a growing thing. We'll definitely do something next. Oscar, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you for all your advice. We're going to feel so prepared going into Thanksgiving and to hopefully host more parties. We can try our hardest to be more like Oscar. And grow relationships. I love that. Emphasis. Yeah, definitely. I love your passion for all the things that you do. Thanks for sharing it with us today. Awesome. It, it's been a pleasure. And please entertain and buy dishes. Entertain and buy dishes. I love it. He's given us all permission. I'm like, literally, I'm like, where can I stop on my way home to buy a set of something? I feel like throwing a party. I love it. Love Thanks that. for joining us today, Oscar. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We are doing Black Friday all month long. Did you guys know that? Stop it, Jess. Jeez. I know. So lucky. It's crazy. <laughs> Shop our Black Friday collection filled with our favorite Alice Lane items. I'm talking crystal lamps, our best-selling marble collection. Everything that we create is up to 30% off. So you're going to want to go to alicelanehome.com and find gifts for you or something for your home or someone else on your list and get it in time for holiday. Again, Black Friday is all month long.